Hello and welcome to First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Mile. And this week we are looking at, uh, I guess we look at this every week in a manner of speaking, but the changing sort of face of fatherhood uh, and perhaps what dads can pass on to their children from our, uh, our knowledge and experience. Indeed. And um, to have that conversation, we're, we're very, very fortunate to be joined by a man who has, over the last two decades really, become synonymous with weekend television. Uh, Soccer AM, something for the weekend, Sunday brunch. Yep. Does podcasts, writes books, done ra- bit of radio. Uh, I've done lots of radio, not I really written a book. Yes, he's given it away there by speaking because you probably recognise his voice. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's Tim Lovejoy. Uh, Welcome, very Tim. Fortunate. Thank you for joining us, Tim. Well, thank you for having me on here. Great to have you here, Tim. Um, crucially for a dad podcast, is a father of three girls. So yep. you, we're right in saying, aren't we? You've got t- uh, teenage daughters, twin, twin girls, daughters, twin yep. girls. 15. And then a much younger daughter as well. Four so and a half, yeah. And that's Jamie, isn't it, your yeah. youngest? Yeah. Um, I I suppose first question, before we get into the meat and drink of it, is what's it like just having girls? Because Steve and I have both got, both got boys, but being a dad to daughters, I it's not something I've got my head around yet. Well, I don't know any different, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, I love it. It's, it did make me laugh, though. I remember once we were, uh, I had all the mates, my mates around, and... Um, uh, one of my daughters just walked up to me with a Barbie once and said, Dad, can you put her shoes on for me? And I was just doing that, and they started laughing because I'm so used to it. I'm a single dad as well, I have to point that out. So I've done sort of 50% childcare with all my kids. And um, and so I got very used to plaiting hair and doing all those sort of things. Everything I, I imagine everything in pink because everything was pink plastic for a long time. Mm. And it now is with a four-and-a-half-year-old. They love pink. Yeah. But I did have an ex-girlfriend who had a son in between. And uh, in my experience, I don't want to do any, um, you know, uh, talk about the gender roles being too different, but Mm. he likes smashing things up and (laughs) um, the girls don't. They like dressing things up. It's great. We've gone into that a bit in the podcast, actually, that that is... That as much as everyone sort of tries to avoid it, you all say we, we, we don't want we don't want to push it on them or whatever it might be. But things do seem to fall into that sort of place, don't they? For I don't know whether reason. it's us doing it. Though. Yeah, that's is it us doing it. How much of it? But they do. All my girls became obsessed with pink. So yeah. uh, I mean, literally, just everything has to be pink. Um, but not with the older ones now. They they don't really like it. They they. Well, they've gone back, actually. They've just gone back to a stage of liking all that stuff. They went to a stage of just liking black and things, and now they've gone back to... Well, I guess with the twins, yeah. so are they, do they both... Uh, their personalities very different? Yes. Are one more feminine, if you like, or, or, or not? No, no, they've just got very different personalities, but they're very much into the same sort okay. of things. Um, they're just... They're, they're into the music, they're into the, a bit of sport, they're into a lot of crap food yeah. which happens to teenage girls yeah. they, they get marketed at a lot yeah. with teena, with um, sugary rubbish food it's one of my frustrations in life seeing it all happen because now they're old enough that they just go around by themselves and I think they think it's really clever to eat this stuff and it's it's marketed at them non-stop yeah. Yeah. non-stop so yeah mm. so they're into that sort of stuff and they're into clothes they really like clothes at the moment I yeah. suppose having um when when you find out that your first child is not just going to be a first child, it's going to be two first children. Yeah, um, that's a that's a kind of I don't know. That's quite a massive thing to deal with in the first. When I think about you know how it, how long it took me to get my head around the idea that my God, I'm going to have a kid. To think right, you're going to be chucked in really the deep end here. You've got two to deal with from day one. That is that's quite a, that's quite a thing to wrap your mind around. I think- I think we did it the right way around, though, because having two in one go, you don't know any different. And then <laughs> yeah. having... Uh, yeah. when, when Jamie came along, just uh, I found it really... 
hate to say this, but I found it really easy to begin with. <laughs> now it's a bit harder because she wants attention all the time. Yes. Whereas the twins played with themselves. Yes. But from naught to about two and a half, three, it's, it's a lot easier just having one. And then it gets harder. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. As I said, I don't know any different. But the, 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 the twins, are it's just been a bliss, really. I loved it. I've loved every minute of having them. Is there a part of you as a sorry, Steve? Is there a part of you as a, as you know, because you're you're a, you're a man's man? Would it be fair to say? Is that is that a fair comment? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know what I was going to say? That. That's very loaded. That yeah, is, isn't said, it? Well, no. I, in terms of I th- the way I think of myself, I think of myself as quite a traditional man. You know, I'm a, I'm a football fan. I like spending time with my friends. I like looking after my family. I like, and I I kind of fit. And I'm talking about me, not you here. But I, I fit quite a lot of those, I suppose, conventional stereotypes. Um, and I don't feel bad about that. That's just who I am. Um, and I suppose having having daughters, I guess when I was when I always pictured having kids, I pictured having a son. You oh no, I, mean? I didn't. I pictured having girls. Did you? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why, but I've always wanted girls. And then um, when we went to the uh, one of the scans, and we'd made a with my ex, we decided that we weren't going to find out the sex of the of the twins. And then she said to the nurse, um, "Do you know what sex they are?" And the nurse went, "Yep." And she went, well, "What are they then?" <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. They went two, two girls, and it made me really happy. Oh, and great. also, when That's Jamie good. came along, I wanted her to be a girl as well. Okay. Don't know why, but I kind of like the idea of girls. Now, I would love the idea. Not, not that I'm about to have any more children, but I like the idea of sons as well. But I really like the idea of girls. There was no reason why I didn't. I wanted boys instead. I don't know. Mm. So yeah, so I've really enjoyed um, having the girls. I've tried to get them into things that I liked. Mm. Like uh, Chelsea Football Club, they're not interested. So, um, yeah, they're not interested. Point out, Steve's a Spurs fan, and I'm a Chelsea fan. So, all right, okay, yeah, they won't. Well, they won't go with me to the football. They're just not interested. So, um, yeah, I've tried to, but they're they're not interested in that at all. But I've really enjoyed being a dad to girls. Yeah. When you became a dad 15 years ago, do you remember if it was different? If the, the the sort of the mood of fatherhood was different than it is now yeah can I say I'm a bit different I've always wanted children yeah. ever since my early 20s so I've so I've just that's all I I've, I'm, I've really wanted just to be a dad mm. so when I when um, my ex found out she was pregnant I was so excited about how old were you then Tim 34 I think so so I was really excited about the whole prospect of it and I loved it um, uh, then but there was this thing where I, I remember I was the first of all my mates as well, really, to have a have a child. And I remember dedicating a lot of my time to it. And I, and I think it was it was slightly different in those days. Well, one big difference between fifteen years ago and and then when you move on is children. I'm saying I'll say this in a sarcastic manner. Children didn't die as much when my first children were around. By the time my second child came along, every chance for them to die, you were told. Constantly, uh, it's like yeah, yeah. non-stop. Just made, made the panic basically. It, the paranoia yeah, yeah, yeah. about your child dying. I wondered where you were going there for yeah. a second, yeah, yeah, yeah. but now I see your point. But the paranoia, like the first one, fifteen years old, when they were fifteen years ago, they were like the kids would come along. And they'd say, "Oh, there's a bit of cot death around, and there's a bit of this, and a bit of this." By the time you get to the four and a half year old, there was the wrong temperature in the bedroom, yeah. the wrong temperature in the bath, the sterilisation, yeah. the da 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 da. There were so many different things, and there were so many more gadgets, the monitors, the yeah. movement monitors yeah, in the bed yeah, and. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I was, I was looking at all these things, going, Christ, the paranoia parents yeah, are having to go yeah. through now. Video cameras yeah. instead of just the, 
the the uh, sound thing. You can't, you can just, just listen to yes. them. But now it's like you can watch them on your phone from anywhere in the world while they're <laughs> yeah. in their car. I took the monitors out, yeah. and the reason why I took the monitors out is I could hear um, Jamie uh, crying and the twins crying through the room, through the yeah. doors. Mm. You know, that's it. Yeah. those monitors make it sound like it's a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had this exact debate See, with my wife just this week, yeah. where I've said we'll, we'll be lying in bed, right, and she'll have the monitor on next to the bed. He is literally the other side of the wall. The other side. <laughs> it like, amplifies and I it. I can hear him yeah. crying. Yeah. It's like, you, what do we need the monitor for? But it, it, you're right. It's but it's like a kind of industry in itself the paranoia it's like it's, because it helps it is incredible it there is stuff. there is thermometers for checking yeah. bath water temperature yeah. Yeah. which uh, I'm ashamed to say we have that as well <laughs> <laughs> we have that as well <laughs> what's wrong with your elbow <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> But it's uh, but there's thermometers for your bedroom. Do you have one of those? Yeah, we have one of them. Do you? Yeah, yeah, man. We got the full so, kit. So, so I probably would have done, but the first time round, I remembered they're quite but resilient you, children. And yeah, so you and know, got, because actually now we're at a point where Ben, my boy, is nine months old, and so we got to that point where actually maybe we do feel a bit silly about some of it. Yeah. But because it's your first time, yeah, and because it's yeah. like you were talking about stuff being sold, it's all part of a marketing trick, isn't it? You're being things are being sold mm. to you. Uh, based on that fear and paranoia that oh we'd better buy this because otherwise what might happen you know? yeah I mean we've got the you've got the kind of fancy thermostats you know like the hive thing that yeah, control yeah. all yeah. the rooms but that's in Jackson's room which is at the top of the house so therefore Jackson's room temperature dictates the temperature of the rest of the house <laughs> so we don't want Jackson's room to get too hot which ends up meaning the rest of the house is freezing cold because yeah. like a Victorian house so all their the heat escapes everywhere else so he, he's he's perfect. The rest of us are like wrapped up in jumpers, got a fire on. This is it, though, isn't it? It's an interesting idea that you don't have to. That you, well, maybe that we as sort of new dads now, as opposed to sort of when you your first time as a dad, mm. that we have become more kind of paranoid and yeah. more worried. Oh, it's terrible. I promise you, it has yeah. become so much so much more prevalent now. The paranoia. Yeah. And I went to the NCT groups. That well, yeah. what is yeah, it? Yeah, NCT. Yeah, yeah. Group. And everyone's just sitting there talking about ways your child can die after yeah. it's born. And I'm sitting there going, "What is this? Co- what are these conversations <laughs> yeah. about? Isn't it, it meant to be like, yeah, great, we're having yeah. kids, isn't this going to be brilliant? Honestly, I, yeah. could, I couldn't get my head around it at yeah. all. And 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 uh, my, my ex kept on going, well, we, we need to get some um, some of these gadgets in.' I was like, "What for? It's like yeah. it is mad." Yeah. But but I imagine if I was a first time parent, I'd have done it all. So you did NCT With for, for Jamie, yeah. But so you already had, so you would have yeah. been one of the few people there, I suppose, who was like, well, actually, I've got kids. You don't do it twice, kids. generally, do you? If you well, we're I, not doing yeah. it again but with, like, 20 months gap. But your partner at the time, presumably, Yeah, wanted, wanted to, to do it, and I had to just sort of keep my mouth shut because, you know, you're sitting there listening to these people and you're thinking, I know some of this stuff, you know, but yeah. you have to just, you know, because no one likes a parent who just no, bangs no. on it. Yeah, no, oh, we, yeah, all know so, we all know So I don't know, It's a big problem with yeah. having children, isn't it? Everyone becomes a know-it-all. Yeah. And, and second time round, it's not like that for me. I, I go when I'm in the school playground now, listening to it all. I just think, mm, no, that's not going to happen. And I think things happen so people get so het up about such small little things, yeah. and they last for six months. Mm. Yeah, we like that with the food thing as well. Like I remember seeing people with their newborns go, right, we, we, it can't be at this time because this is the time that he has his sleep, or this minute is the yeah. minute that they have their lunch, and you soon realise. They're fairly adaptable. They'll do yeah. what within within a you know obviously you've got to feed them around lunchtime. Yeah, but giving exactly helpful, but... twelve o'clock yeah. doesn't doesn't matter. And exactly when they start their sleep doesn't matter. If he's tired, roughly in the yeah. afternoon you can put him down and have a sleep. 
or he's you can tell when he's hungry and just feed him sort of when he's hungry around lunchtime. I suppose that's what you learn. Uh, uh, routine, consistency and anticipation are the three things that um, what are those nannies called? The ones the famous ones. Super nannies. No. <laughs> <laughs> um begins with an N. It's either Norton nanny or yeah, Norton I've nanny. Norton yeah, Norton the famous ones. Anyway, I'm, I I knew one. They go one. to a college, don't they? Yeah. Uh, and they were the three things. So, you know, routine they quite like. Um, anticipation. If you, Your kids will throw their food. They will do yeah. it because yeah. they're pushing their boundaries. But if you see them about to do it, just stop them before they're about to do it. Be, you know, be aware. Be there with them when you're there. And um, what was the other one? Consistency. If you say mm. don't do this once, you've got to keep doing yeah. it. And if you, yeah. if, you, if you deviate from it, they don't know where the boundary is, yeah. really. And that's, mm. uh, it's, all pushing. Sense, it's, all, yeah. it's all pushing boundaries. That's what yeah. they're doing. So, and this, you know, children are supposed to be causing trouble because they're trying to find their way. They're trying yeah. to, you know, the, the, your little ones are supposed to be pushing the boundaries. I My think. boy's just getting to that age now where you can tell that sometimes he knows what he's doing, you know, because he's at nine months. Yeah, it's kind of that tipping point, isn't yeah. it? Where up to now it's all just being kind of primal feelings and he's just, whatever he's feeling is what he's feeling. And you can just see him now. There's a couple of times where he's got that look in his eye, and I think, yeah. oh, sod, you're going to do something." Like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you can just get in there, just get into that stuff. I like watching my my youngest daughter's relationship with the cat, where she she suddenly, you know, as it, as she went on, she found the empathy with it, and she realised that if she doesn't smack it, it doesn't run away. <laughs> so like, That's a good lesson for life. That, yeah, you yeah. start working out that you know, yes. she, how, how she works out it's not a toy anymore. It needs, you know, it needs it needs to be petted. It's interesting, but I, I do like the idea that it, it's so different second time round. Because I suppose with your situation, it's a little bit different in that, you know, sometimes people have the first kid and then the second kid comes along and it like, you like just sort of, like like Steve's going to be in, where you're just sort of rolling along yeah, in yeah. the parenthood. You're but adding. then you've almost had, you've had your first time dad experience yeah. and then you've had, they've grown up and you've had time to sort yeah. of consider it Absolutely. and then you've gone back into it, which is a so bit different. One of the differences is that you've got more knowledge on it mm. all. Mm. So you're not... You're not worried about anything like you were first time round. Um, uh, but the other thing is, it's, I'm a bit older, so I get more yeah. tired. And <laughs> it's true, and you know, it's and it's hard to admit, but I do sometimes get, but you know, the fatigue hits in. But I do love it, and I think I love it more second time round because I realise it just most of it is worrying for the sake of worrying. Yes. Yeah. They just want. If you're with them, that's where you get enjoyment if you're spending too long thinking about what it is they want or could we do this should we do that just go they just do you know what they want is just you yeah yeah that's all they want they want to just spend time with you and they don't want to spend time when you're on your phone or your computer or anything that they just want time with you they want to be read to i guess that's the other thing that's changed 15 years ago there were no smartphones yeah Yeah. so these this generation of children that come in through well the screens yeah jamie's i mean i I imagine the, the the twins have got screens and stuff and spend time on screens but this generation coming through it'll be completely different yeah it will yeah. be yeah but though I, I stick to traditional books still all the yeah. time with yeah. her and, um, same, yeah. and I try not to let her well she's not allowed to touch my phone because it's my work so she knows that I'm really strict with that actually it was really weird keys phone watch not allowed to okay. <laughs> watch no, no, yeah because I like my watch None of my yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to go it's, look, a, it's a very nice watch yeah, it's it's lovely, I, I don't, don't want to go around looking for it no. so it's just like they ever it's just that look if they ever go anywhere near my keys my car keys or my door keys yeah. I'm like because you know you don't want to go looking for them <laughs> this is the, we're the, I'm the same on keys um, and my wife said well we've got these keys that, we, that we're in the house and we got it we don't know which they don't work on any of the doors let's just give him a set of keys to play with no because then he can't 
make the decision between are these keys that I can play with? If we just say no keys, that's that's better. Otherwise, you're gonna have the front door keys when you want to go out the front door to lock it, and you ain't better find them. So just say no, don't play with it, don't play with keys. I've got all this to come, you see, because my boy's just crawling now. He's just started crawling, so he's just. I'm I'm aware. Every time I hear people have these types of conversations, yeah. I think, oh my god, because I'm gonna be a nightmare. I will lose yeah, my rag. Yeah, I tell you what, you don't want to do. I'm gonna be a know-it-all now, but you, you don't do. You don't want to be one of those people who spends the whole time going no, 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 mm. no, no. But you got you. But you can't be afraid of saying no. Yeah. Right? So when they go, it. I want chocolate, you say no. Chocolate's yeah. not food. You don't eat chocolate for breakfast. No, you don't. Eat, you have chocolate once a week or whenever you yeah, decide yeah, you yeah. do it as a parent. But you've got to be strong yeah. in that. But then you don't want to be one of those parents who go, don't do that, don't do that, don't yeah. touch this, because that gets yeah. boring as well. So you, it's that yeah. finding when the I right time to use no. Keep the chocolate I saw away. a bloke on a plane recently, and I don't know who he is, so he's not going to complain, But because he wasn't with me. But he was telling off this kid, and I remember nudging my wife, and we were looking at each other thinking, what has that child done wrong? Mm. There was a kid sitting on, and kids sitting on planes are going to fidget. So maybe the kid was fidgeting a little bit, but the kid so wasn't the making... A, a funnest no, the exactly, and the kid wasn't making a noise, the kid wasn't kicking up a fuss. I don't know the, what, the, what the kid was doing. people have a lot of anxiety as soon as they got yeah. on an aeroplane. Which, I, and I've done that once with my boy, and my like, God. But, but it was still like, he was really... His dad was like really laying into him, and I remember thinking, yeah. and you, you, "You're never going to intervene mm. and if, unless something really dramatic was happening, because it's not not any of my business." But I remember thinking, "I don't want to be that sort of dad." But maybe it's be- maybe it's because in public you feel as a dad that you're maybe being judged, judged by yeah. the behaviour of your children. So maybe in his head, his sort of trying to control is, is his idea of what a good. Dad yeah, should be being shown like because mm. we t- we brought up on we like kids historically the phrase seen but not heard you know they know their place kids would come down very politely say hello sir goodbye sir and <laughs> you know that England, yeah, yeah Victorian England yeah. and that, that's obviously traditional sort of parenting that was accepted that's how you had well behaved children that was the judgment of well behaved children like well behaved children now I would say please and thank you you want that from your kids. Uh, and polite to other other kids, mm. but generally not that sort of like Victorian behaviour oh, controls. Oh, yeah. You um, But we're yet to come, and we're starting to come into the guess not discipline but such. But what, right, what Tim says about this idea of no, no. So like Jackson's got to the stage where he can drag a chair over now to the kitchen worktop, climb up, stand there and watch me. But when he starts putting his feet on the arms of the chair to try and launch himself onto the counter, that's when I'm, no. It <laughs> <laughs> does, does sound quite good fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Especially if we can see stuff on the counter, yeah. which you might, you have to quick do a skirt, right? Anything you can get. I came in the other day and he was stood up on the, by the counter and he'd got the hand soap and he had it in his mouth and he was trying to squeeze <laughs> the hand soap. I'm like, that's not going to yeah. be nice, but yeah. I'll let oh. you learn. Yeah, yeah. And then he's it. like, so before you know, he's like, spies, like pop, 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 spluttering it all out. It's like, well, you... I think there's a million different ways to bring up your child. You've just got to choose the right one. Mm. That's it. We can't be too critical of each other because um, everyone has a different way, don't they? That's but, it. Uh, the, other, the other difference, though, in from I, th- I think men now feel more I always wanted to get involved with my children but mm. I think men feel more obliged mm. 15 years later um, obliged more pressure maybe because I'm not sure they will want to but I think as Britain we need, we've got some catching up to do with other parts of Europe yeah. and other parts of the world we still live in a society if I can get deep for one minute I think we still live in a bit of a society if you look at Scandinavia let's just take that for instance mm. I think they started introducing um, 
parent parental leave for a men I think in 1974 yeah. I think it was you yeah. know and, they, and it's all because they, they have lots for they really look after it's only just taken off stuff. the uptake it's been there since Has 1974 it? but it's only in the last 10 years that it's started to be used but the fact the options there isn't yeah. it I mean that's that's the but you're right I, I agree completely I mean Steve did, you did shed parental yeah, leave yeah so my you? wife went back after 9 months and I took 3 months unpaid leave to look after my little boy and then I then reduce my hours. Someone's phone's going off. Sorry, it's, not yeah. it's not mine. It is Richard's. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I, think, I think when you've got, um, I think as 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 parent, and we we still look at when we talk a lot about equality in this country. I think one of the I did a bit of work with Fathers Institute, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of women who are at the top of the Fathers Institute, um, and they see it because you need equality in the family if you want equality in the workplace. You need equality everywhere. And and I, I struggle with this because I think about it. Like I did a I did a documentary called uh, Sharing Mum and Dad um, Dispatches, um, and it was about divorced parents and children. And and it started off with the father's rights thing. I'd gone through the system and realised that I was I felt like a bit of a criminal actually. Mm. They always go if the child's safe around the dad, and I was just like, what? Yeah. What sort of language, language is that yeah. around? But also, I was perceived as sort of. In my mind, sort of second class in my in my child's life, as opposed to to the mother, and I just couldn't get my head around this. Being living in Britain, which was supposed to be sort of such a modern society, so I, so I started making this documentary, and it was about fathers' rights. And very soon into it, I realised it wasn't. It was about children's rights. Children's rights to have both parents. Children's rights actually just have love, and that's all they require. Is they have love. They don't. They, you know, it doesn't matter whether it comes from the dad or the mum. They mm. preferably want both. And and if if you are one of those people who's denying a partner, whether it be a man or a woman, love for uh, for that for that child, your the child blames itself, his or herself, not the parent. Mm-hmm. So so don't do it. <laughs> basically, yeah. basically, the message is don't do yeah. it. Yeah. But um, I started looking into the whole process, and, it, and it's and. And I spoke to quite a lot of people in the legal profession and still perceive that men work, women look after the children. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, this is where, I, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm slowing down here because yeah, I don't want to get myself in trouble. Words yeah, I have yeah. to because gender-defined roles, some people like them. Yeah. Some people like that idea in this yeah. country, and I've just had that because I went. For, I wanted pure equality for mm. years and years. My, if you ask my fifty-year-old daughters what they want, they want pure equality. They want it absolutely pure on everything, mm-hmm. and that's how. That, and I think that generation coming through yeah. are going to want that. Yeah. However, we're still in a generation where a lot of my friends, their wives, don't want to go to work. Mm. They want to stay and look after the children, and the the guys want to go to work. Mm. Now I look at it, and I don't particularly agree with that. Mm-hmm. I like the Scandinavian version where both people look after the children, both both parents look after the children, and both um, both parents work. I like that model. I think it's healthier for everybody. Mm. However, who am I to dictate onto mm. everybody what they should be doing? So and how do you get to that model? Because I'm in agreement with you completely, but then I the, the problem I have is while I agree with the principle. I, and I would absolutely agree with the principle, is that how do you get there when we live in a society where, for instance, to give you an example, I earn a bit more money than my wife. Now, the idea, I would have liked to have had shared parental leave, but it wasn't an option because we've got a mortgage to pay. So I would have, it, it, to, for me let's, to have been off work rather than her, do you right, see what I mean? Let's get rid of the shared parental uh, 
uh, care bit. Sorry, the the um, what's it called after you've had the the maternity and just get to basic day in day out. I'm a media ponce, so I can choose my hours, <laughs> yeah, as yeah. you know. So someone who like yourself who's got regular hours, I think then it's up to employers yeah. to start Absolutely. going. Okay, we need to let mm-hmm. men come in late to do the yeah. school run, go home early yeah. to do school Which runs. Is- Whichever way round it is, mm-hmm. and vice versa, so that everybody yeah. can go, we can do both and, if it's a school run. And that's the fortunate, I'm in that fortunate position. So I spoke to my boss about reducing my hours. So I went down to four days a week because my wife is working five days a week, and it made more economic sense without getting too much detail for her to continue to work five days and me to come down to four than the other way around. And I said, I'm going to change my hours. So I bring my hours slightly earlier so that she drops him off at nursery and I leave at sort of quarter past four, half past four. So I do the pickup. So that's the sort of thing. But I think also with that parental leave, like Aviva, I think it is, who have just that's announced right, just done that, they? that they will pay both partners 26 weeks paid post-birth leave. So, which goes exactly to your point. That's exactly what so Aviva, the insurance company, are doing that. It enables a woman to, or a man to look after the child. I think it's still set up, generally, that the woman gets the lion's share of the pay post-birth. So there's no incentive for the guy apart from wanting to spend time with his child to take the time off and if that it's economically unequal mm. then the guy can't take unpaid leave because he's still the primary breadwinner change that and I think further down the line women it will start to become more equal because women will, will work for longer and they'll work through that um, nine months they normally take off mm. and then the salaries might start to even up a little bit because women will be work won't be viewed as a career break which is by some people when you're going to have a child the one thing we haven't factored into all this because and i feel like i'm the one pushing back on this principle that i actually fundamentally agree with but just to play devil's advocate the thing that we haven't considered is the biological aspect so if you you know if a baby is being breastfed and we've spoken about this again yeah. in previous podcasts that if if you believe in breastfeeding and breastfeeding isn't for yeah. everyone and it doesn't work for everyone but if if a baby is being breastfed then that then brings in the biological aspect that the mum therefore has to have a bigger role than the dad in those early stages. Yeah, I, I, I agree to a point, but it's a choice as well of breastfeed, whether you, cause you can yeah, express yeah. breast milk. It is possible to It's all It's all possible, both. but I'm just saying that uh, uh, the, 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 the theory and the practice is sometimes who's different. Yeah. Who's got a perspective on this, because it's three blokes that are in, none of whom <laughs> yeah. are breastfed, yeah. about... I've that, got boobs, that, but I don't that, How big a part that plays in a woman's decision to stay off work to look after their child? Do women stay off work to look after their child because of breastfeeding? Or is it, there's there other reasons going on? Mm. So, you know, get in touch and let us know about that. Mm. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's at the start of it, though. Mm. Then you've got the next mm. 17 years or whatever, or however many years mm. that you're, you're looking after the child. Um, so, so that's when I think. We need to be open for more discussion mm. on this. And, mm. and I think it's what I find quite frustrating sometimes, being on the side of the person who once was standing there going sort of more or less father's rights and then realising oh, it's not about father's rights, it's about equality for everyone. Mm. It's about rights for women, rights for children, rights for rights for the whole lot. We need we need to look at this, we need to look at our society and, and we need to bring in equality. We need, if we're all open to the idea of not being a mum and a dad but being parent one, parent mm. two, then we're open to get the gender gap in the workplace yeah. 
more even as yeah. well, mm-hmm. I believe. I, I, agree. I agree. So every time I hear it, I get really frustrated. But then there's this, there's outcry if you start bringing this up from from women who don't want to work and want to stay at home and be a stay-at-home mum who are perceived to be lesser because they didn't want to go back to yeah. work. And then you've got outcry from men as well who go, I don't want to look after the kids, I work. My job is really important yeah. and I need to be at work yeah. for X number of yeah. hours a day. So you get this other side of it where people... Yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's a lot, as we know, we're all on Twitter, there's a lot of outcry. About, <laughs> about, about everything. Oh yeah, uh, and, and it's. I think it's about facilitating those people that want to make a choice different to what is the traditional choice, to allow yeah. dads who want to spend more time with their kids or women who want to go back to work to do it as easily as possible. I think the only way is to move to pure equality. I think that's. I mean, I've I've discussed it a lot with a lot of people, and I think that's the only way to go. Is we go pure equality on everything where you cannot have and I know it doesn't fit everyone but if we go down that route and we build up from there then that's the way to do mm. it I don't think we can cherry pick equality no I we can't go uh, you know you're you're you know every <laughs> everyone's equal in this apart from you're me- more equal than the others you know that sort of <laughs> yeah. you know we can't you often have those conversations a, a, animal farm type of thing we can't yeah. do that we've got to go we need pure equality in every single way and then we move up, move out from yeah, there. Yeah, it's a generational shift, oh, but, uh, though, isn't it? My 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 daughters, if they were listening to this, would hate me for saying this. But being a father of three daughters, they go, "You'd use that, and that doesn't qualify <laughs> you for anything." It's, it's more qualified than me. It's virtue signaling. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, I've got three daughters, so I know more about women's rights than anyone. They would hate me for that. Yeah. They always bring me up on it. Um, but um, they they said to me. Look, they want to have equality yep. in the workplace. They want to have equality in the family. Yep. They cannot imagine having a father, uh, having a father with their child, not just being hands on. They can't imagine not working. Yeah. They just think that's yeah. they're going to be like yeah. me and you. That's yeah. what. So, so I want them to have that world to live in. Mm. Mm. So, and and I also think if you are a man out there and you are saying I can't see my kids, then. You're an idiot because it's that you're missing out on the mm. best yeah, time. Exactly. That that love you get with a child is incredible. Yeah. And yeah. can't get it back. Uh, yeah, my my dad was. I don't know what your dad was like. Uh, you know, my dad, lovely bloke, but he never cooked me one meal ever in his life. He mm. still hasn't cooked me a meal. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> Tim's dad. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Yeah. And he and he and he just wasn't as involved like my mum was because that was his generation, and children weren't put at the forefront then I followed them around to do what they wanted to do yeah. nowadays the, 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 it's but that's, shifting but that's interesting in itself in that when you look at the you know the, the history of modern dads if you like so if you go back over a few hundred years you know the role of the dad has been pretty much the same until virtually our generation or maybe the generation before I'm not I'm not I mean I'm, I'm oversimplifying I yeah. no I agree I'm oversimplifying it, but I think but I think the, my point being that we're looking to make huge leaps here in comparatively what is actually a very short space of time because yeah. I think our generation have let things forward enormously dads so looked far, after their kids we need at, to keep going dads looked after their kids at weekends that was yeah. it yeah. and they'd have a bit of time with them there whereas our generation are going can't we do it all week and yeah. be around can't we read us can't we yeah. bath them read but we're not going to be able to turn it all around in the space of one generation I don't no. think I think it's going to take you know you have to I, yeah I think there's a generation to, to, to turn the things around I don't know. It's going to take time. I know you want to take your fingers and well, make no, it no I don't because I think we've gone wireless as well there's no yeah. reason why you can't 
people have to be in an office all the time. There mm. was a reason years ago. Yeah, My dad yeah. couldn't have done his job sitting at home. Yeah, now, I'm not saying people should sit at home all the time, but you can get someone on a phone now. Mm. So, yeah. so we're not all you know chained to our desk like we used to yeah. be. My dad, by the way, said to me, and it was so sweet, because he, he made an appearance on that documentary, but he did say to me after I'd filmed it, he goes to him, I'm really worried about this documentary. I said, why is that? Because you've got a good career and you're doing really well. And, you know, when you're putting all these extreme views out there, <laughs> you're, you're going to lose a lot of people. And he did actually make me think. And again, yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I'm very careful with my words here yeah. because I upset people when I think women should be have the, the right to have an education, a right to a vote, a right to work, and a right to carry on working and have a career. And men also have the right to be around their families. Yeah. And I really believe in it. So, But I know that a lot of people out there... I yeah, and we, shut up. And also, Rich and I reference this a few times in podcasts is that we are coming at this from a London liberal, yeah. metropolitan, maybe not elite, in, in, yeah. but that sort of angle. And we're aware that there is fatherhood in lots of different shapes and forms elsewhere yes. in the country, perhaps where the m- money is much tighter yeah, yeah. and there aren't the employment opportunities yes. for both parents to have that for themselves much as dad might want it so Though that's where i say we need to put pressure on employers yeah. to make i mean when i was doing this when i was doing all my stuff on thinking about father's rights and all that sort of stuff um, and by the way i always had amazing access to my children i just felt sorry for the system set mm. up where men were nothing mm. in, in their family i think it's changed mm. dramatically by the way in the last 15 years mm. it really has but 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 when i was doing it all um uh, i just i just I got really caught up in the whole thing, and I really wanted to go mm. for all, all the all the fathers' rights, and and I and I wanted change in legislation, mm. and all that, and then I realised that that doesn't mean anything. What it is is about a change in attitude. Yeah. Now, as soon as Google say we're putting sleep pods in there, or whoever do does it these mm. days in their offices, and everyone's going, "Oh, that's a good idea," and everyone starts going, "Well, maybe we should do that and look like the caring company or whatever." Mm. If we can get every employer to be going. We need to facilitate fathers yes. being parents, and we need to facilitate mothers coming back to work. Yes, then I think that's the place to be. I think when we'll get there. I mean, maybe yeah, I, so sound, I maybe I sound naive. I, I just don't think it'll be as quick as all that. But I do think we'll get there because I think, I think the nature of parenting, modern parenting, is going in that direction. And I don't think I, I think it's unstoppable. I think it is going that way. I just think it will take a bit longer. I mean, the, 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 I do school runs all the time, mm. and uh, there's, there's loads of dads in there. Mm. Mm. there. Never used to be as many. There's now loads of dads how, doing it. How much, being a single dad, did you think the the girls bringing them up impact on your ability to do your job? Were they splitting their time 50-50 yeah. with you during yeah. the... I know you can pick your hours, so it's maybe not quite the same as a dad that goes... Well, no. When I was producing and presenting Soccer M, the hours were really long. But I would, I would make. You're right. I'm a again. I'm a media punt, so I could, I could to, to dictate my hours a bit, and I could go. But I always made a point of having times mm. where I could go and see them. Um, you, you mentioned I work weekends mm. all the time. I had a job on Virgin Radio, and. Um, and I, I loved it. It was uh, I was doing Saturday on Soccer M, and I did Virgin Radio on a Sunday. A couple of months in, I suddenly realised that I wasn't getting any quality family time, so I, I, I stopped doing the show. Likewise, I ended up, you know, with Sunday brunch, which is every Sunday, mm. and uh, my 
daughters grew up coming down to the show every other weekend and they, okay. they absolutely loved it because we were we, you know childcare down there and they had their makeup done and everything and they loved growing up yeah. on the on the set of a TV show and we always went out afterwards went to the park and all that sort of stuff so you know so it's been, it's been fantastic but it, for me I was always very careful on picking work mm. um, around mm. being able to bring my children up because I think that is so important and so enjoyable but you're right there's people who don't have the choices yeah. that I have because yeah, well, if you've say, got a um, sorry Steve go on I guess, and we can we talk about this probably in another podcast. We keep saying this, where you've got a couple that split, and the dad is the primary worker, and the mum is not the primary income source. And the kids, you know, if they go with the dad, that has to change his hours. But if they go with the mum, that continues as is. It's it makes it even harder, I guess, for that equality to happen. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, we're That's all, true. All I'm not. I'm what I. I think the point I'm trying to make is pure equality should exist. It doesn't have to play out. Yeah. Because of the situations, yeah. but it okay. should exist. From the, from the you know, exist. If, yeah. if, if, if both starting point. If the both yeah, if the both partners are um, postmen, yeah. uh, postwoman. Why have I chosen that? <laughs> of all the things yeah, to choose, post people. Dog, I cannot believe I chose. I don't know. Are they called post people? I don't know. They probably call them Posties. like delivery technicians post or something. Yeah. Why, but why have all the people to choose? Why did I choose that? <laughs> Both, I said doctor. Both teachers. Teachers, there you go. There you go. Oh, so that's yeah. a bad example yeah. as well because they're around the children. Oh, well, whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know where yeah. I'm going with it. No, yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. One last thing. Uh, this is changing the subject slightly, but you mentioned there about the weekend thing. Yeah. Something I've always found quite interesting is, you know like when people talk about footballers moving clubs? Yeah. So you talk about transfers, and football fans always look at that purely on the basis of the football on the basis of the move, on the size of the club he's moving to, or the Champions League football, or blah, 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 the whatever. And they ne- and the, or the money. And they never consider the fact that maybe that guy has decided to move clubs or move across the country or move back to France or whatever it is because of his family, because he's not seen enough of his kids. Or yeah. because, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I suppose it's the same thing a little bit in your line of work where people say, oh, you're giving up that radio show. And no one's ever going to stop to think, well, maybe yeah. it's just because your personal life or your family life, you need to spend a bit more time with people. Or whatever. You know what I mean? And there's never, there's really never inter- that consideration. really interesting thing with football. I brought it up once when I was working in football years ago and I decided not to, not to pick up on it too much. But when footballers have babies, mm. the modern footballer, the one who has to, he's got quite a strong other half who has to get their hands dirty as it were nappy changing and do all that sort of stuff they're quite often I know I'm not going to give you any examples of this it's not <laughs> fair but I know for a fact that their performances start dipping a bit because you know it's tiring because yeah, yeah. you get sleep deprivation yeah. and all that sort of stuff and um, you know they always say to a footballer get a, make sure you've got, you're in the spare room and all that sort of yeah. stuff but some of the footballers who the modern ones who've yeah. got a conscience they, they're doing the kids stuff and then yeah. they suddenly you know they're not as energetic yeah, as possible it's, yeah. it's, I don't think we quite understand the impact of a child well I was thinking about some Spurs fan and you've got Harry Kane's a new dad I don't know what his domestic setup. Oh is. yeah, he's doing really well. Oh, yeah, he's doing a terrible year, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I don't know what that would. Maybe we should. His house him is on. so big that um, he can't hear his child yeah. cry. And, uh, Although actually, we funnily enough, we did cover this a little bit well, with Freddie Flintoff. We we had a, oh, we had a chat Freddie with Freddie for, for the podcast, and we were talking about. He needs his eight he, hours. When he, when he was talking, he needed his sleep, but he was saying that when he became a dad it definitely improved his performances. Ah, because yeah. he said, and the way he put it, it was really interesting, he talked about the perspective. He said, so basically, when you're a batsman, he said, basically, it made me realise we're a blo- bunch of blokes dressed in white, throwing a ball at each other. And he said, essentially, it freed him up. So he realised he wasn't putting so much pressure on himself because if he got out, he got out, he was still going home to the family, he was still going to see the kids, yeah. they weren't going to care. 
and he said it just freed him up a little mm. bit to play shots to actually play and he said his runs just went through the roof yeah I was, I was only talking about the beginning bit like, <laughs> yeah, like, when, yeah. when it first happens but yeah no I, I agree I went, when I when my twins were born I just had this amazing feeling of oh this is what life's about mm, did yeah. you get that that's yeah. an amazing thing like, sense oh, of purpose that's, yeah that's why I'm here yeah. I'm here to support my children and you know and, and yeah. that's that's Fun why I'm together, here bro. Sort yeah. of mentality that goes into like right this is what I'm I'm gonna look after protect and provide yeah before and that it's just so you're just very self indulgent mm. it's all about yeah. me and what I want isn't it and then yeah. suddenly it's about oh I it need is. to support I need to keep my job yeah you know? I don't know about you but I because I, I totally agree with that and that's where I got to but it wasn't like a, and I said this before it wasn't like a light switch moment for me it wasn't, oh, wasn't it that? wasn't it wasn't like immediately oh I get it it took me I'm not talking about very long but it just took me a little while to get that idea okay I'm no longer the centre of my own universe now mm. that he is he's the centre of my universe and that's and that's like me and my wife we, we're going to look after him and, and then as you say it does give you that sense of purpose at work it, it gives you kind of an idea is it okay for me to judge you on that <laughs> <laughs> he judges himself I judge listen to the other podcast he that's judges himself every single yeah, week I sit, here and, uh, I sit here and beat myself up yeah, I it's, it's like therapy for you isn't it it is a little bit actually I don't need to pay for a shrink yeah, I can just come here and do you have to go through the competition yet stage with all the parents where they're all competing against who's walking yeah yeah who's... oh yeah oh, and, and everyone's always so nice about it aren't they oh yeah he's taking a few steps oh don't worry I'm sure he'll be doing it soon so I'm not bloody worried yeah I, I remember I remember my wife <laughs> I remember my wife we, have, we were in an environment with lots and lots of kids I probably get in trouble for saying this um, lots and lots of kids and as we walked out after spending um, spending like a couple of hours knocking her or an hour and a half knocking her, my message just leaked over because our one's the best one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you are allowed to say that between yourselves as a couple because we've yeah. definitely. Oh yeah, there's definitely. There's not actually any cuter babies than Ben, is there? We have that conversation, though, and she's like, "No, I really don't think there are." Are we being biased? <laughs> 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 yeah. But it's, you know, that's kind of part of it, isn't it? It's nice. That's probably us, isn't it? I think that probably we've is. Been, we've been taking more than enough of your time, away. Tim. It's been very forty-one minutes. Yeah. There you go. Goodness me. So thank you very much if you've managed to listen to forty-one minutes of that. But um, hopefully you found it interesting and insightful. We I should, think Tim's offered us some good advice. Yeah, there. we should probably point out that Tim does have a podcast of his own. Indeed, yeah. called Dear Lovejoy. Dear Lovejoy. Available yeah. on iTunes. I had a little listen. Uh, there's some. Uh, if you think fatherhood is a complex world, well, listen to but you, you should listen to Tim's podcast because he approaches a, a load of subjects which are. Uh, uh, equally complex and uh, you know considerably more solutions. so I would yeah, say yeah I give advice everywhere but I must point out I'm a TV presenter and if you're taking advice off of me it's a really stupid idea <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, some exper- shared experiences then let's put it that way yeah, yeah. some shared experiences to, to share around with everybody um, so yeah on that note thanks again to Tim for, for coming on um, and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast please do uh, and if you want to let us know anything, use the reviews, email us, whatever you like. Um, but yeah, we uh, we look forward to you joining us again. Thanks. <laughs>